0: Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast episode 36 where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward and after that one-off podcast about what life is like um, for me in September uh, we are going to continue with the Purpose Driven Life series onto day 12 where it's about developing friendship with God and yeah I think this whole yeah title this whole kind of um the content around this has just gotten me thinking just about my own thoughts. Like before we kind of dive into yeah, this whole thing about, you know, how to develop a friendship with God, I think it's really given me time to really think about, you know, my own my own friendships and how I've been a friend to to other people's and to other people and, you know, how other people have been friends to me. And I think it has I think just reading through today's kind of reflection has just kind of made me realize, you know, I have been, you know, lacking in a lot of areas in regards to being a friend for, for other people. And I don't know, just, I think maybe it's just this thing where I'm in this phase of, you know, I need, um, you know, I need more input. I need help from, from people though, that I feel like I'm just asking more than I'm giving. And yeah, it is just, I think given me kind of food for thought just on on that kind of front i know the main main thing is about you know how you develop your friendship with god and how you spend time with him and how to make that relationship flourish but i think the principles still kind of apply and and you know it yeah like it's just more reflections upon reflections but um yeah before that um just wanted to kind of yeah kind of put that out there but like yeah. Like I haven't been a great friend to, to people and, you know, think about all the people I've hurt and, and yeah, so this whole conflict resolution stuff that I'm trying to think through and work through, yeah, is much needed and trying to, you know, make peace and make do with, you know, the people that I've hurt and hopefully it helps them, you know, move on well and, um, and things like that. But anyway, and so into the devotion. Um, so yeah, so it just kind of starts off saying, you know, you get as close to God as you choose to be. Um, and you know, it's kind of a, you know, God's always going to be there. He's already done, um, everything he, you know, he needs to do to be reconciled back to you. And, and, you know, out of his love, he gives you this free will and this free choice to, you know, turn to him or to, you know, you can continue to turn your back on him, um, and you know it is this choice to, t- yeah, to look to him and to, you know, you run to him in in friendship and in relationship with him, and you know, like when building any type of friendship, he, you know, <laughs> Rick, um, yeah, it goes through a few things of, yeah, like goes through a few kind of main concepts that you know are necessary for building friendships, um, in general, but particularly with God. And a few that he highlights are, you know, honesty and sharing your life with him. Although he knows everything, um, I think he enjoys the honesty and, um, you know, how you are experiencing life and um, the turmoils and the the joys and things like that. And second is like trust and, you know, trusting in his plan that it all kind of work out for good and, um, you know, trust in his goodness, even though it seems silly to, to believe in and it might feel like evidence is pointing, you know, away from that at all. Um, and then third is to kind of seek his heart. And so like, you know, kind of, you know, seeking the mind, mind of God to be able to, you know, shift your attitude and in, in how you think about things and how you work and how you interact with other people. And, and these are really, yeah, interesting things to, yeah, think about in, in regards to your relationship with God, but also, you know, how you relate to other people's around you as well. Cause it is kind of all wrapped up in the whole greatest commandment of, you know, love the God with love God with all, all your, you know, heart, soul, mind, and strength. And then, and then the second is this, like love your neighbor as yourself. So how do you, yeah. So it is all connected, um, in, in that way. And so we've go through the first one about like honesty and. Um, being honest with God. And, you know, people want to, um, yeah, kind of pretty themselves up or or wear kind of facades, you know, for example, at at church and and just kind of, like, make sure everything um, seems fine and, and that, you know, they're obeying God to, you know, the best of their ability every day and things like that. And, like, I've been going through the, you know, whole conflict course thing and there's been this example that's been kind of brought forward of like, um, you know, just the very typical, like, um, like the family getting ready for church and everything's just running amok. And, you know, the kids can't find their shoes and then and the wife's just stressed out and, and yeah, like it's a whole mess and they're like yelling and fighting in the car and, and whatnot. And, you know, and then they're all yelling and actually each other's throats and just angry and, um, really just not, just really fractured in relationally. And then, you know, when they walk into the church doors, they're all happy and and jubilant. And, um, you know, they, you know, they're like all smiles and there's no hint of any kind of discourse or hint of any kind of fighting or, or, you know, disagreements from, you know, a minute before. And, you know, and then people kind of see that and be like okay they're they're fine there's nothing wrong they look happy and 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 it's it's something that we we do (laughs) a lot and we i don't know it it just feels like we have this urge to try and you know to lie or, or to put ourselves in a particular you know good light in in people's opinions and in people's eyes and you know we're willing to to lie and to put masks on to yeah to really preserve that image and you know when it i think when you know certain events happen that you know you can't hide anymore it just becomes all the more like the gravity is heavier of of that reveal of that you know exposing moment it's just kind of like you know, <laughs> broken from day one and um just pretending all this time and and it's just this disheartening thing of like hey like why didn't you trust us to you know you know, like still love you regardless and, and treat you the same. Like we're all broken people. We all have issues. We all have people we've hurt, and we make mistakes and like, we're here to, you know, as a church, it should be this place where, you know, we're all sinners. We all screw ups. And we're here to kind of encourage each other and be like, Hey, like it is life under, under sin, but we have Jesus and that that's so wonderful and that's so, um, you know, praiseworthy and I don't, yeah, like it's something about that. And, uh, like, like I, I understand where that (laughs) comes from because, you know, my moment of honesty and, and, in sharing, um, you know, the mistakes I've made was, yeah, was met with judgment and, and, and punishment and, you know, condemnation as well. And, and so it, like, I, I get it. (laughs) Like you do want to just, you know you just cover up and make everyone um, think that everything's okay and um, yeah so you don't have to face the judgment of, of people and you know maybe because we place so much value in the opinion of others that we we're kind of forced to do that and and you know being being vulnerable and being like open with your struggles is just like seen as like a bit a bit of a kind of stigmatizing thing and you know this sign of weakness that, you know, we have all these kind of campaigns of mental health and, you know, be vulnerable, be open, be, you know, be willing to, to share. And, you know, but, you know, when it's seen as weakness or when it's seen as, you know, you're a screw up and if it's means of, when it gets used as evidence to kind of condemn you and to you know, put you in this corner and just make you feel worthless and, and weak, like, then that's totally understandable that people want to, you know, hide, hide themselves and pretend everything's okay and keep up that front. And, and you know, it, it is this thing that's quite frustrating about, you know, church culture or even just society as well with the judgmental, um, you know, that kind of microscope criticism that, you know, society wants to really use. Um, but, uh, but yes, it's, it is hard. It's it's something that so many like pastors and and Christians will advocate for, but they themselves aren't really willing to to do that at all. And yeah, so it is a struggle, um, when, you know, God is calling you to live this honest life and be honest with him. And it feels awkward. (laughs) It feels wrong. It feels, yeah, you know, It feels overwhelming to do. It's like, well, if I shared everything, you just know how dirty and disgusting I am. And I don't want that. But in the end, God's like, well, I know all (laughs) of that. I I still sent Jesus down to die for you. And I still love you. I still see the same. Though, you know, the humans around you might not, you know, feel that way or love you that way. But that's not, you know, don't let that skew your view of God at all. And, you know... It's, I think it's a comfort to know that, you know, we need to look to the Bible to see what God is like. And we, yeah, we shouldn't kind of rely so much on other Christians and other people in our lives or people that we trust to, to show what God is fully like. And, you know, we, as you read through the Bible, you you see, you know, say like King David, like the most kind of more kind of famous, um, kind of Bible character among the world, because we all know the whole David and Goliath story. Like, King David was someone who, yeah, in the song Hallelujah, like, was one that, you know, committed adultery and got the, um, yeah, saw this woman who was just beautiful and bathing in the moon and whatnot, and, you know, found out that she was married, and then ordered, um, you know, the the army generals to kind of get get the husband killed in in battle so that, you know, he can have that affair and, and things like that. And that's, you know, that's broken. That's depraved. That's disgusting. And, and yeah, would probably be, you know, judged and condemned just the same, uh, um, in, in this kind of society as well, you know, years later and, you know, he's, you know, and God still calls King David, you know, a man after his own heart. Um, and we'll visit that a a bit later, but, um, and so the, the example of King David is really kind of interesting and a bit, um, and it's definitely relatable because he, you know, even though he is a man after God's own heart, he is someone who just, you know, cried out against God and was just, yeah, like super honest with how he's feeling and all the kind of frustrations of how life was panning out with people willing to, you know, wanting to kill him and, and he was just struggling and really just, I think he's, he probably would have, you know, had just major depression and anxiety and and stress disorders, um, you know, given how kind of how distressed he was with, um, his life and the things that were happening to him. And just an example of his kind of wrestle, like heart wrestle comes from like Psalm 42. Um, I just read it out like, uh, as a deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night. What people say to me all day long, where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul. How I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why my soul are you downcast? Why is so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my saviour and my God. My soul is downcast within me, therefore I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from the Mount Miser. Deep calls to deep in the roar of your waterfalls, all your ways and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love, at night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. But I say to my God, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me saying to me all day long, where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I'll yet praise him, my savior and my God. And, you know, you just see this. Yeah, like he just doesn't want anything to do with life on earth anymore. Like it sucks. He, you know, he talks about how his tears spend his food day and night. He's just in that much kind of pain and hurt. Um, but even through that, even through all that mess he can say, like, although my soul's downcast and I am just downtrodden, downtrodden, like I I need to just look to God. I need to praise him. I need to um, remember him and call out to him. And and that's and that's what God delights in God, God delights in you being honest with your experiences God delights in you know your you know your need for him among these kind of distressing times you know he he delights when you can call out all the injustices that are happening to you and 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 turn it into a moment of praise and, and glorifying his name um, and, and that was a just yeah, that was a really awesome kind of reflection to, to have about this. And, you know, there's other characters as well, like Moses telling that, um, you know, you know when Moses kind of led people out of Egypt and you know, they, you know, the whole golden calf story and they were just becoming really kind of disobedient to God and God got to a point where he was starting to get fed up and didn't want to be with Israel anymore. And, and like, he was going to, he was not going to, like, guide them anymore throughout the desert that they were wandering for 40 years. And then Moses speaking as a friend was, you know, yeah, was talking to him. And, and sometimes you feel like, you know, how, how can someone like kind of talk back to God and, and tell him that there are all these injustices and what are you going to do about it? But just have a listen to what Moses actually says. Uh, Moses says, look, like he's talking to God, look, you tell me to lead this people, but you don't, but you don't let me know whom you're going to send with me. If I'm so special to you, let me in on your plans. And don't forget, this is your people, your responsibility. If your presence doesn't take the lead here, call this trip right off now, na- call this trip off right now. How else will I know that you're with me in this with me and your people? Are you traveling with us or not? Like wow, the, the balls and audacity of, of Moses to, to say that to God. And God said to Moses, Alright, just as you say, this also I will do, for I know you well, and you are special to me. And and that's you know, that's that's crazy <laughs> for for Moses to dog God like that, for sure. And and then God supposedly like relents. <laughs> And and listens to it, um, and it like it's not the point of hey like you know you can force God's hand or anything, but it's just kind of this this ability to approach God as a friend and to present your requests and um and, and your frustrations with Him and He can turn all all things for um, for good, and you know as you like, this is something I've only learned probably in the last year or so, but just, you know, you're having, you have all these conflicts with people and and friends and there will be times where you really have to put forward your point and you can't be this doormat. You know, if you listen to my podcast, like I was such a doormat and and passive person that, um, yeah, it just created a lot more pain for, for myself than, than good, which, you know, while I'm in those moments, I think being passive is like the right thing to do and, and, and whatnot. And, you know, it's led to a lot of issues. Um, but, but yeah, like it, you know, we can harbor resentment for, you know, how things are going for the hurt and and blame that we're going through. But yeah, like yeah, there will be times that we have to, you know, say our piece and and, you know, demand more from from another person or to tell someone to, you know, change a particular behavior that's um, a bit strange or and things like that. And and yeah, like it's something that's kind of kind of bring more on the forefront of my mind when it, when it comes to, you know, interactions and and things like that. So I'm not, you know, Yeah, because when you when you're passive, when you were so, when you just take it and not say anything, I think it just. Yeah, I think it just builds up a lot of, anger and resentment. Like you wish you said so many things, back at them, but you chose not to. And um, and then when it builds the anger and bitterness, you just it will just kind of, you know, manifest itself in in really unhealthy ways, like down the track, and. you know, usually something that you particularly like regret and uh, wish you didn't do kind of thing. And so, yeah, so, so the first bit of like, you know, God wants your honesty and, um, yeah, just on, honesty in general and all fronts of life is so important and something that we don't really explore and really don't value, I suppose, a lot, um, in amongst, you know, our friends and society and the networks are around and at work, like, you know, you always have to tell your boss you're doing well and <laughs> and whatnot, and you know how those documents will will be in. But anyway, um, and so um, yeah, I think if you're someone who's kind of interested about you know that kind of emotional honesty, you know, throughout the Bible, like the Book of Psalms is just full of it, like you know all these all these poems, all these kind of uh, you know literature kind of based ways to kind of express, you know, the heights and depths of emotion about, you know, living for God. Like that's such a good book to kind of look through um, and, and read and really kind of relate and resonate with, with that a lot. But um, yeah, it's a little recommendation. And so the second way to kind of develop your friendship with, with God is, you know, obedience in, in faith. Um, and, you know, it's just like you develop your, you know, your relationship with your parents, you know, in the early stages, early on, by listening to what they say. Um, yeah, I think I talked about it in a, in a previous one. And, yeah, there will be a lot of, you know, ideas that overlap with previous podcasts in, in the series. But, um, but yeah, like the whole, you know, if you disobey your parents, it, it kind of actually dr- drives you further and further apart Um, and so like in that same way, like obeying God and what he has to say to you is, is a way to grow further in, in understanding, yeah, like understanding God, like his heart and to, you know, for you to get closer to him and, you know, the way that you know what God wants you to do is to read the Bible, which is his word. It's, and it's how you get to know more about God and, you know, grow your relationship, um, Him that way. And, and yeah, like it, and like the whole thing about obedience does, I don't know, kind of rub people, sometimes rub people the own, the wrong way because, you know, people think about, you know, cults where people follow, you know, things blindly and, you know, where it just doesn't, hasn't led to good and, um, like I forgot the name, but just the cult of... Yeah, people who had to just commit all these kind of heinous things, um, or you know things around like child sacrifices or 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 suicide and and things like that, and like you can be used very um, badly when you know when there's power on the line and there's influence and manipulation for sure. And and it's everyone; it's in everyone's rights to be on guard against that and to. Um, and to not fall into these cults because it just has this kind of i don't know this just like bad vibe about you know telling someone to obey um, obey someone in in faith which is something that you can't see and so like I get that kind of wrestle I get that conflict um but you know it's like <laughs> Like God doesn't make up his rules as he goes and like for his convenience. It's all kind of laid out, you know, in the Bible, a, a document that's lasted like thousands and thousands of years. And it's there to be openly scrutinized. It's there to be, um, you know, challenged and thought over and, um, yeah, like no one, hopefully no one's forcing it down your, down your throat. It's there available to you have a read of it. You cannot have a read of it, but, um, but it's there. Like, yeah, test it. See, see what it, see what it says and see if it kind of lines up and see if it actually, you know, turns out the way that, um, that it says it, it will, um, you know, seeing how, see how loving your neighbor works out. Um, you know, how, you know, see life in, in light of the gospel and see how that changes things. And, um, things like that. And yeah, so that's kind of that point. But, um, but, you know, it just kind of anyway, <laughs> I don't want to get too much into the cult and religion kind of stuff. Like we don't want to do it just to kind of like one up one another and be like, hey, look how obedient I am. But it's just kind of a means to show, your love towards God, and in response to how much he has loved you, and, you know, like, Jesus was that perfect example of it, and he obeyed God completely, and and it's just this shining example that we have, and we, we do our best to follow in Jesus' example in how he loves others, and how he obeys God, Um, you know, to the point of death, and, and crucifixion, and, like, where he was stressed out, but he still obeyed God. Like, he wanted to not go through a crucifixion because that was kind of the worst pain imaginable, but it was part of God's plan to redeem humanity. And so, you know, given that was on the line, um, he, yeah, he obeyed God to the end. And, and so, yeah, as we kind of go through life, it is thinking about, yeah, trying to do the next right thing, um, by God and, and what he has said for us to do. Cool. And so the third one is, um, you know, valuing, valuing what God values. Um, so it's the same with your friends. Like, um, if someone's particularly passionate about a particular thing and, and, you know, you showed no interest or, or, or a lack of interest, um, in it, like the, there's something about that friendship that kind of like sinks a little bit. Um, you know, if someone's so passionate about kind of, I don't know, something you're not interested in, say, like, art or, I don't know, um, trains, I suppose. And, yeah, and then you just show this apathy towards it. You're just like, trains are just trains, whatever. Like, it doesn't really matter. Or, you know, why do you, you you, especially if you ridicule them, like, why do you spend so much time worrying about trains? Like, there's so much, so many more, like, more important things in life than freaking trains and trains are just trains that just carry people around. There's nothing special about them. And it's like, how, how is that going to, how's that person going to feel? And if you're a friend of mine that, that uh, is enthusiastic about trains, it's, it was just the first thing that popped into my mind. And I think trains are fascinating and I hope you're not offended. Anyway. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And it's like, what does that do to the, to that particular friendship? It's just like, okay that friend knows that, you know, they're not interested in something you're passionate about. And so, you know, they're not going to come to you or be as willing to come to you, you know, to chat because, you know, their passion, you know, like you, you find, find it to be quite stupid and, and a wasted time. And, and so, so yeah. And so in regards to, you know, you know, we want to be David. We want to be Jesus who, um, you know, really took to obeying God with their lives and, and, you know, God calls David, you know, man after his own heart. And, you know, what, there's a passage, I'll I'll look it up quickly. Uh, It's in one Timothy, I think. Um, which says, I urge then, first of all, that petitions, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those in authority, that we may live peaceful and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth. Um, For there is one God and one mediator between God and mankind, the man Jesus Christ, who gave himself as a ransom for all people. This has now been witnessed to at the proper time. And for this purpose, I was appointed a herald and an apostle. I'm telling the truth. I'm not lying and a true and faithful teacher of the Gentiles. And so one of the main things that God really cares about and God really wants is the redemption of his old people um, in verse three, you know, who wants all people to be saved and to come to a knowledge of the truth, you know, which is about God and about Jesus and, and the gospel and he yearns to, to see, you know, his children and his creation come back to him. And, you know, for those, for Christians that, you know, already believe in the gospel and that's, that's God's call for, to Christians to, you know, value what he values and, and, you know, talk to people and get people to know, um, about God and and what he's done through Jesus. And, and, yeah, to have this knowledge of, of the truth and have their lives transformed so that they're, you know, they're saved and they have a place in, in heaven to go, um, you know, to enjoy eternity with him in that perfect relationship. And, and yeah, like that's such a, a amazing way to kind of to see it, to, you know, have the mind of Christ and to, you know, value what God values And, you know, think about it with your friendships first. And then, you know, when you kind of realize the amount of, um, you know, like it does take effort to, um, you know, to put your own kind of, you know, wants and needs and wants aside to be able to really invest in value in what someone else values. Um, you, know, you do it constantly in, in a dating relationship, I know. Um, and, and yeah, like, you know, and think about you know, what it means to do that for God, to love, value what God values. You know, and you're only going to need know that more as you read the Bible and get to know him more um, in that. So that's, yeah, that's been a really fascinating point. And number four, the last one is, yeah, to desire the friendship with God more than anything else. Like, yeah, or just in terms of like any a relationship, like a dating relationship, or, you know, maybe there's a girl, you girl, a guy you're particularly kind of interested in. And it's just this, this wonderful feeling of being kind of pursued and, and being desired and, and valued in a particular way that really is nice, (laughs) is really great. Um, you know, when people come to you to ask of things or come to you, um, yeah, to, to want your company and, and things like that, it, it just kind of makes you feel, you know, this, this value that, um you just can't get by by yourself um and this kind of you know um validation i suppose you know like when you make it to like the inner circle and can be invited to someone's wedding reception like you like there's just this niceness about it <laughs> um that you that you are valued and you are desired and you know, they want your you know particular company and and things like that and and yeah, like, you know, there, there will be so many people, there will be so many things that would try to yearn for your attention and, you know, figuratively like work or, you know, career, um, other relationships, family and, and things like that. And, oh, you know, go down like sex, drugs, girls or or whatnot. And, you know, and God's kind of this calling out like, <laughs> Like, I want you to desire me over all else and I will, um, yeah, like, be my child. I will be your father. I will look out for you. I will, um, yeah, like, I want you here with me um, in that way. And, and that's such a, pr- like, that's such a precious thing to be, you know, telling us that, um, like, you know, the life is messy there's things that will under deliver, but I, I'm here, I'm eternal. I, I know what's best for you and I love you deeply, you know, come back to me kind of thing. And, and like, that's, you know, that's, that's amazing to, um, for that to come from God, our heavenly father. And there's a few examples from the, from the Bible that the kind of book talks about, um, like King David, yet again, like he said, the thing I seek most of all is the privilege of meditating in his temple, God's temple, living in his presence every day of my life, delighting in his incomparable perfections and glory. And another psalm, he says, your love means more than life to me. And like when you sing someone's praises like that, like that is so glorifying, and that's so honoring and that's so like full of, of love. And you know that that love is genuine um and and that that's something that pleases God and like he wants us to have that desire to want to be with him and to have him in our lives and 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 yeah like it it's a full devotional effort but it it will I think it's worth, worth the investment, worth the time, because, you know, as, as lovely as people are, they will let us down. They will hurt us. They will make mistakes. And, and, you know, there will be so much conflict (laughs) and, and, and tension and, and wrestle with different things. And so, you know, and, and especially if you put that, you know, human relationship, like as your number one, like it, it tends to, yeah, just kind of bring pain, pain and hurt, and just this kind of temporary nature, like a temporary joy, but like it just, in the long run, it becomes very painful and and having to kind of deal with all the human messiness and, and you know, but when you put, you know, that number one priority in, you know, for God and like God will... God is the one that will deliver. Um, God is the one that is eternal and, and sovereign and omnipotent. And like that's, m- I think, more worth our time investing as the number one friendship and relationship um, rather than in people. You know, as lovely as our parents are, as lovely as our siblings are or our spouse or our partner, our you know, best friend or, or whatnot, like I think desiring that friendship with God more than life <laughs> um, is probably worth it <laughs> It's not probably it is worth it. Um and and yeah so also like the Apostle Paul he, he says uh Paul who an apostle who wrote um a lot of the kind of New Testament uh, he says My determined purpose is that I may know him, that I may progressively become more deeply and intimately acquainted with him, perceiving and recognizing and understanding the wonders of his person more strongly and more clearly. And, and yeah, so it all comes back to like, you know, you, are, you get to be as close to God as you choose to be, um, you know, your, your desire to be with him, your, um, your obedience to him in, in faith and, um, you know, to, to value what he values and, and to be fully honest with him. And, you know, as you consider, you know, those things for the people around you, for your friends, your family, like, do give time to think about it with God and how you're being a, a friend to God, um, I suppose. And and, and yeah, it, it is a question to to really ponder and it's probably one of the most, you know, probably top 10, I guess, um, most important questions to, to ask about life. Like, what is it that you most desire um, here on earth? Like, do you desire God more than above all else. And, (laughs) and yeah. And, you know, there's a quote here from the books is that's quoting CS Lewis. who said, you know, pain is God's megaphone. Like it's God's way of arousing us from spiritual lethargy. Um, your problems are not punishment. they are wake up calls from a loving God. God is not mad at you. He's mad about you and he will do whatever it takes to bring you back into fellowship with him. But there is an easier way to reignite your passion for God. Start asking God to give it to you and keep on asking until you have it. You know, pray this throughout your day. Dear Jesus, more than anything else, I want to get to know you intimately. You know, as God told the captives in Babylon, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll make sure you won't be disappointed. Mm. And yeah, like, it's it's lovely. <laughs> it it truly is good news. And to know that, you know, we're not, you know, we've, out of God's love, we've been given free will. Um, and the thing with freedom is, is not the whole, you know, we can do what we, whatever we want. It's It's freedom to make the right choice. And, you know... It's, yeah. And so, like, it's out of love that we have this free choice and, and you know, free to make the right choice and make good choices. And, you know, a lot of us will make bad choices just because of our nature and how kind of temporary we are. But knowing that God's invitation is open for all of us is good news because there will be one day where invitations will close, you know, the deadline is passed, Um, and you know, we have this time here on earth to to make those choices towards building our friendship with God. And, you know, we're currently living in a society that wants to reject God and have nothing to do with him and doesn't want him as a friend or have him involved in, you know, our allies or society or politics or, or any kind of big decisions, um, in life. And I'm sure that's been really disheartening to God. Um, yeah. And, you know, we can see that it's not working, but you know, the invitation's there. Bible's free to, to download from the app store, Google play or <laughs> <laughs> the Apple store. And, and yeah, like just, yeah, the whole thing from a few po- podcasts ago, just like, just, yeah, just surrender yourself to it and, and just see how life can be transformed from it. Um, and I think there's just something amazing at the other end of it. Um, I'm sure there's all these I'm sure there's all these kind of barriers and and preconceived notions, you know, about the Bible and about God, you know, told through the media and society and and friends who have had bad experiences with Christians and and church and whatnot. But I think what we need to do is just like, hey, like, here's the Bible, like, read what God actually tells you. (laughs) Um, God actually says in the Bible and of course there'll be people that manipulate it and use it um, in in terrible ways. you know, the ones that have started wars and started you know bought slaves and and whatnot and used it to really manipulate and really harm people, of course. and that's that's just human sin and and brokenness and this you know this loss for power power that we have. Um, as as a race, but like, but I think, you know, read it, <laughs> yeah, to be able to read it for yourself, you know, without, you know, to let go of those preconceived notions and to read it for what it is and, you know, try not to have it like influenced by, you know, what the media is telling you and, you know, cause they have a particular story that they want to talk about, Um, When it comes to religion and Christianity and they want to point you towards, you know, the Catholic Church and all the kind of, um, you know, all that kind of abuse allegations and child abuse and, um, you know, how backwards they are because they, you know, they, you know, disagree with same-sex marriage and, and whatnot. And, you know, all this kind of external stuff just doesn't, you know it's not a true reflection of what's happening inside. It's, it's just all these keyboard warriors. Um, yeah, just being really angry. Um, anyway, um, don't want to go on too long about that, but, um, but hopefully this has been kind of interesting to kind of listen to, hopefully. And it's been interesting. Yeah. To talk about, um, as well, just like how to, yeah. And developing friendship. And I, I definitely need to be a better friend to to the people around me and be a lot more kind of encouraging and be more attuned to, um, what people need and, and want and to help support them through that. And, and hopefully I will, will change in, in that way. And, um, yeah. And make people feel like they, they are desired and, and valued, um, in that particular way. Um, and so, I don't know, might, <laughs> Might find a, you know, out of the blue, like encouraging message for me in the next few days. Um, if you're someone that I know, <laughs> already, uh, I know there's people that will probably stumble upon my podcast that I don't know. So you, yeah, unless you introduce yourself to me, and like, you, <laughs> you won't get <laughs> be getting any um, messages. But um, feel free to like it's an it's an open open Instagram profile. It's a public. Spotify podcast. So, um, yeah, feel free to. My Instagram handle is Pursuing Progress Podcast. Um, anyway, I um, hope that's in right. Like, <laughs> if you've, yeah, listened this far, thanks so much for listening yet again. Appreciate you all. And yeah, keep happy and healthy and love and peace to you all. I'll see you in the next podcast. Bye.